0: up, lucid Podcast fans. We are happy to have you back for season eight of the show. This season is brought to you by Vera Health, an amazing cannabis company located right here in Denver, Colorado. Visit our website, LitLucid.com to learn more about our sponsors and to view our previous episodes. And if you're enjoying the show, be sure to share with a friend and give us a review on your favorite platform. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Lucy and Jared.
1: Welcome everybody to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording live at the Westward offices in Denver, Colorado. We have a special guest tonight for everybody. Uh, we have some people from Westward. We have Anna Zarella. She is the marketing and sales coordinator at Westward. We have Jenny baker Strasberg, She's the co-founder of Jam Productions. We have Mary Spicer. She's also a co-founder of Jam Productions. We have Jane West. She's the founder of Women Grow and Jane West Brand as well as Nikki Kiewowski. She is with Stillwater Brands. Uh, Tonight we have a great panel uh, scheduled for you guys. We're gonna talk a lot about the new Westward High Style event that's gonna be coming here in Denver on March 5th. Uh, So with that, we're just gonna go ahead and get started. I'm gonna go ahead and start with Jane West. I know you are the founder of Women Grow back in 2014, and that company has grown exponentially and has really gained popularity among the cannabis industry, among both women and men. Uh, So why don't you just get us started? Why did you get started in cannabis and where are you at today?
2: Well, I started in the cannabis industry in Denver, Colorado. That's where Women Grow was founded. I started doing events here, which at the time, um, the city and county didn't want to have be a legal event. And so I had a hard time finding my place. Um, But in doing that, I got a lot of media attention for what we did with the Colorado Symphony Orchestra and whatnot. And women from all over the world were contacting me and asking me, how do I get in the cannabis industry? I wanna be part of this movement. I I wanna be more, I wanna be involved in this industry. And so that was what led to this starting Women Grow, especially because Colorado, so many amazing things happened in Colorado with them being the first state to really legalize. So, um, yes.
1: Okay. Um, and then I know um, then in 2016 you transitioned a little bit yes. and got into glassware as well as some cannabis products, and I think it was because you noticed um, something was missing in the market, maybe for cannabis consumers like yourself. Yes. Do you yes. Want to explain a little bit more about that?
2: Well, after a couple of years in the industry, you saw we saw how things were going, but there really just weren't a brands that were catering to daily flower consumers and people that wanted a different look and feel to the glassware they have around their home. like when we have guests over, you bring out glassware related to wine and in places like Colorado, you wanna bring out glassware related to consuming cannabis. And so that's how we designed the glassware line. And we led to the travel collection because people wanted to be able to have a measurable amount of cannabis they consume on the go. And so um, those were the first products that we started and they were designed here and they've led to really great success worldwide.
1: And I think that what you did, it's more a nod at the sophisticated cannabis consumer. Um, I started my journey with cannabis um, starting Green Love Denver. And when I started, it was kind of this thing where there was nothing that spoke to me. Like everything was Rasta print. And right. It's kind of tacky. And like that's not my style. And I always say like it's canna classy is kind of what <laughs> I'm looking for. And I think that that's really what you're doing with your um, your glass line.
2: Right. Well, we wanted to design products that would look like anything else in your purse.
1: Yep. Or on your shelf, it's like a right. place. Right,
2: exactly. Nothing yeah. you would put away. You bring it out when guests come over.
1: Awesome. All right, well, Nikki, let's switch it over to you. Why did you get started in the cannabis industry and then maybe kind of circle back to what Stillwater is doing today?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I got started in the cannabis industry in 2016 um, with Stillwater Brands. Um, and at that time, we were launching a 2.5 milligram micro-dose loose leaf organic tea, uh, which is the Stillwater tea, kind of our flagship product. Um, and so that product was very new, um, a new concept for the industry at that point, because not only was it a microdose, which a lot of people weren't necessarily um, up to date on at that point, it also was um, a, a loosely leaf organic tea product, very similar kind of to what uh, Jane was trying to accomplish that was something that people were used to. You're used to having tea. We had a green tea, a mint tea, and a black tea um, to kind of bring you throughout your day. Our mint tea was uh, caffeine free, so really had, had a lot of people using that before bed. Um, and it was just a, a product that Hadn't necessarily uh, hit the market yet, and and for a consumer that wasn't necessarily walking into dispensaries yet. Um, So at that time, we had had a lot of pushback from the industry um, because people were saying, hey, you know, like we're used to 100 milligram products per container, we're used to people who want to get high. Um, And, you know, our argument was like, there are plenty of people who are going to get high off of 2.5 milligrams. Um, so, kind of fast forward to right now, um, you know where we where we are at this moment. Uh, Stillwater now has evolved quite a bit. Um, we've really found our place in the industry in the dissolvables category. Um, So kind of our our biggest product right now is Ripple. It is a dissolvable powder that you can add to anything. Um, It's calorie-free, sugar-free, discreet, something that you can feel comfortable using. Um, You know, we get a lot of people people who go to bars who aren't necessarily drinking, they feel awkward not having a glass in their hand Um, because it's something that in society we've just become uh, so used to walking up to someone, having that almost like a security blanket when you're in a social situation. So having that Um, the ability to consume cannabis in a way that feels so normal in this social situation Uh, ripple has really taken off from there Um, and you know we have some other products but that's really what what we're looking for when the consumer that we're trying to attract is someone who might not be who you would think of of, uh, you know who's walking into a dispensary right now
0: absolutely yeah I mean that's that's me sometimes I mean not every time I go to the bar I want to be you know consuming alcohol but you're totally right I love that you you know, eloquated it with, you know, sometimes you're just going to have something in your hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Even when we have parties at our house, we always pick up alcohol for our friends that aren't cannabis consumers. But even Lucy and I were like, well, probably people we'll have one, you know, most of the time it's like a struggle. We just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But you do feel bad. You wanted to, you know, walk around, socialize, you know, and be, um, be casual with a drink in your hand. So... Nice yeah, problem. and I think
3: that that's really something that, you know, people are, are bringing to light right now, because there, you know, and a lot of people, I, I heard the the term recently sober curious, um, my fiance is actually doing it, but it's essentially the idea that we're not going to have rules about him not drinking, but he wants to kind of explore what life is like without alcohol and, and has really enjoyed it. Um, he went to a bachelor party two weeks ago, so, you know, he consumed their uh, alcohol, but you know, it, it's something that we've just become, you know, alcohol is such a part of our society, and I think that there's a lot of people who really are looking for for that alternative um you know when we first launched Stillwater, water we were re- really looking at moms um moms who wanted to come home from work and take a load off but then also still feel like they could be active you know if something happened with their child or if they just needed to do one of the amazing things that moms do because they have to do everything. Um, but you know, re- really just making sure that we there was a product for that person. Um, and so that's, you know, to bring it full circle with, with the high style event, that's really why that the event attracted us was really to, um, you know, we are constantly looking for ways to engage that consumer. Um, and they are people who traditionally aren't walking into dispensaries. So we're t- really trying to make it clear to them like, We want you guys part of our industry. We want you to feel as though there are products on the market for you. And it's not all just about taking, you know, as much cannabis as you can.
2: That's what I love about Stillwater Brands is that there's it's zero calorie option. And so once you start adding up the calories in those glasses of wine, not just the headaches, it really
1: starts (laughs) to add up. And I think that that also goes back to your brand as well. You know, I think that that would ma- might have been also why women grow with such a success is you were bringing in, you know, those moms or Definitely. the can of yep. Curious, well, and you were peop- offering them a safe space.
2: Yes. when With the monthly meetings, in, especially in cities in, like, Prohibition states, it really brought this group of people out of the woodwork that had never, like, had someone trying to gather them all together. And people really found their people there. So that's really why those... Those that those communities are still so tight.
1: All right. Well, just switching gears a little bit. Um, we also, with all of that said, um, it might have been <laughs> a little bit of inspiration behind, you know, the high style event. So, ladies, you want to explain to us a little bit more about the event and the inspiration behind it?
4: Sure. Um, so, Mary and I have been in the fashion industry for over 20 years each, um, both working in New York and obviously here in Denver. Uh, But when I moved back from New York 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with a pretty rare and serious immunodeficiency. And as a result, I had to start receiving immunoglobulin infusions. And they were pretty tough to tolerate. So my sober husband (laughs) actually said to me, hey, have you thought about maybe trying cannabis to help tolerate these infusions? And I actually hadn't, but I did. So I got my medical card, and the recommendations that were being made for me at the dispensary were not good (laughs) for a person like me. The dose was too high. They had other inflammatory ingredients. And so I enrolled in a ton of classes. I researched it on my own. And um, as I was on this journey, Mary and I started to see a ton of amazing collaborations pop up within the cannabis beauty and wellness space and we thought wow what an opportunity to throw an event and educate people like us
1: Interesting. and what about for you anna what, yeah. what was westward's inspiration
5: yeah so i mean working with jenny and mary and jam productions bringing it all to life i mean westward was the first newspaper in the country to have a cannabis editor so just being the first to bring an event like this to life and Making it about a total en- encompassing all aspects of your life, not just like the typical stoner where I'm I'm going to consume, I'm going to smoke like this, but having it in your beverage, having it as a part of what you wear, having it just in your lifestyle. So that's that's where it all came about, and the collaboration was born, and bringing brands like Stillwater and bringing Jane in, and just finding like-minded people to build the event with us and it's really transformed from the original vision as people have come in um, to be a part of it
1: that's great and let's also talk about um jane i know last year women's grow was involved with new york fashion week Um, so maybe explain to everybody a little bit more about that
2: well so that uh, women grow formed a partnership with Cotto Mm -hmm. to develop a line of clothing at New York Fashion Week. And that was really the first step of us coming to this point and her bringing her collection here. And so she designed 26 different looks. And they were all made from either hemp or sustainable fabrics. And uh, the models used in the show um, represented a diverse range of age and size. And it was just amazing. And so that was the first step. And they were able to attend this event. So, And so that was that was the next step to bring it here.
6: Yeah. I mean, it was really just a revolutionary show. New York Fashion Week in the piers. Um, big shout out to Christina Nault, who uh, runs the piers. She did a fantastic job with them and her crew. Um, Kato Momalu does use, she uses jute, she uses cork, and she understands that sustainability, it's more than one fabric. It's not just everything hemp. It's not just everything organic cotton. It's not just everything cork. It's a big, um, circle that we need to do. There's so many people that one type of thing cannot support everyone. Everybody cannot eat fish and that's just not sustainable for the world. So it's the same with fashion. Um, as far as getting the fashion into the cannabis, and the cannabis into the fashion, um, you know. I I talk to a lot of people about this, and they say, "I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand." You have you have fashion. You have pot. You know. And I'm like, "Oh God. Okay. Well, you know, th- the stigma is changing. It's turning around. Um, it's it's not your stoner. It's not a taco and a joint. Um, it's moving into supporting people and." Cha- the changing landscape, people aren't out drinking as much anymore. The the whole landscape is changing, and fashion is an art. I, I know other people will disagree with me, and that's fine, but I have worked with these designers for years, and the care and the love and the artistic vision that they have with the laying of the fabrics and sourcing it and working with people and making sure that it's sourced from um, good representations, not just the factories and we don't know who those people are kind of thing, um, closing the loop, um, it's really changed. And this art of of fashion is... Um, just a reflection of what's happening in the world. So like if you go to Monet, you go to Denver Art Museum or anything like that, you look at the picture, you know in those days they didn't watch TV. They sat around the harpsichord, they sat around the piano, maybe they were sitting outside. You know, we don't do that, we sit around the Way TV. Better,
0: simpler times. I feel like.
6: You know, simpler times. We know what foods they ate. If you look at paintings on the wall in the cave, you know what they ate, what they hunted, what they were doing. And so when you look at fashion, it's also representative today it's what's happening it's the lifestyle and it's it's mirror image imaging what's happening on the runway on the street on the people so and it's also talking about what goes inside what goes outside it's thoughtful all the way through and I think that we've really turned a corner with that
0: I like that so essentially you're incorporating you know you're not excluding cannabis as, you know, oh, those people don't have culture, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's totally culture associated with cannabis. I think we're all aware of that. And then I think fashion obviously fits into any type of culture. So, Correct. So, I mean, yeah. it's not even a question really to us why cannabis and fashion go together.
6: Well, Van Gogh has that 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 picture of the skull with the, they call it a cigarette, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's a cigarette. Um, you know, and it's it's been around for a long time, and we've seen it throughout the art, and it only makes sense that fashion is on the forefront. You know, we're always pushing the boundaries. Art pushes the boundaries. Music pushes the boundaries. So all of this comes together. And everyone in here, westward, you know, we are all, like, out there, you know, doing this, blazing a trail where it hasn't been blazed before. You guys are. I mean, it's its not easy, and we're all in it. <laughs> and, and I think it makes sense that it's from the Wild West.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and I can't wait to talk about it later. I'm sad that Brian DeHaven's not with us. And we, uh, we've seen him at the Indo Expo, and he brought up a great point that I want to talk about probably in the next segment because I think we can really get into it. But, um, you know, cannabis and fashion, what is cannabis fashion and, you know, what does that encompass? And we were trying to talk to Brian about, you know, women's fashion with cannabis and he was like, I'm stumped, I need, you know, I need somebody that's (laughs) like, you know, I guess a, a girl who smokes weed to help me and has fashion and... He's like totally trying to find this archetype right now of, you know, what is that? And so.
6: Oh gosh, we'll help him. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Brian. This is what this I'm is sorry we missed about. you today, but yeah, there are a lot of women smoking blunts and, you know, or drinking water. You know, you don't know what we're doing, but uh, we're doing a lot. And um, it's definitely fashionable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the difference between a bottle of liquor in a paper bag. You know, we're having a cocktail. We're having a scotch on the rocks. Maybe we're having, um, what's another good drink? Martini. I do love a martini. A nice glass of wine, a glass of water with a little infusion. And it's in the beautiful containers. All of this, you know, comes together. It, You know, it's There's beautiful. There's definitely
2: a ritual to it, even mm-hmm. more so than, in my opinion, drinking. Because it's just drinking, especially in American society, is just like, Drinking, consuming, consumption, the next one, the cold one. And with cannabis, it's just more ritualistic. You don't do it as often over the course of an evening. And so Mm -hmm. there's pieces that go with that that reinforce that positive experience you're looking for. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. And cannabis is one of the only things that we kind of do collectively as a group, like where you're really just like passing it down the line. right? it's totally a social thing. Yeah, it's great. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
0: Using the knowledge they gained in the pharmaceutical industry, Vera Health is transforming the CBD space with products that actually work.
1: With their scientific formulations and a world class team, Vera Health creates CBD products with superior bioavailability for endocannabinoid system support. Vera Health products include CBD oral micromist sprays, CBD topical salves, and CBD soft gel capsules
0: see what everyone is talking about and try for yourself at www.verahealth.com vera because it works all right we're back everybody uh thanks for our, our sponsors for the season without our sponsors we actually absolutely would not be here to showcase all these wonderful ladies and talk about all these wonderful events that are happening so thank you again to our sponsors um I do want to dive back into the topic we were, we were addressing right before this because there is a lot more that goes into it, and I think clearly it encompasses a lot of what we're talking about today, and that's back into what is cannabis fashion and what does that even look like? Um, Lucy brought up a good point to me about how um, there's like streetwear and then there's high fashion and there's totally you know those could be totally two different things. And so I think we wanted to kind of talk about um, what do those look like? Who are those people and then kind of how do the two kind of play with each other and and kind of coexist in this culture. Is there anybody yeah. who wants to?
6: No, I love that. I, I, I would beg to differ and say that high fashion and streetwear are becoming one and the same. Ooh, I love that. Uh, we, we are evolving. I mean, just like being Colorado sober, or uh, what do you call it, canna sober? <laughs> <laughs> um or what have you and cannabis coming into it and sustainability streetwear has gotten bigger all the time um, you know people are wearing products like Dickies on the runway on the red carpet you know they're not even asking they they're not giving it to them they just simply this is what they chose to wear to the Grammys or what have up. you with
0: Car- <laughs> Yeah Carhartt Carhartt's Car-Hard. a big deal I grew up on a farm I grew up in a really small town in Colorado <laughs> And like I grew up with Carhartt, we'd have to go like feed the animals and like put on our Carhartt overalls because it's freezing outside. That's and sexy. Then, uh, it's kind of sexy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, back then I'm like, this stuff's Mine dirty. I mean, whatever. <laughs> and like it's just it's dirty work. And then here I am, we're 25 years later or so, and like people are downtown Denver wearing Carhartt beanies and jackets and shirts, and all I can think is hopefully they went to like Big R or somewhere and bought it, you <laughs> know, and, and like gave money back to the the farm community. But it's totally like. I mean, I sorry to interject, but they're totally different nowadays than it used to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly that's like a great example of like, here's, you know, small town farm lifestyle and now it's street fashion downtown.
2: Well, I think also with the, like the way the economy has changed and the gig economy more so people don't have these set rules that they have to follow. Like in some bigger cities, yeah, everybody kind of looks the same in the financial district. But beyond that, you know, people really... I mean, you're used to seeing pictures of founders and just like jeans and hoodies, yep. and that makes them cooler. So,
1: yep. you know, I love that. Yeah, because I think we were when we were talking to Brian briefly um, about his Alpine Hemp company. I think we were talking about like how does that fit into what you guys were doing? Because I asked him, I was like, are you guys going to be like have a runway show? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, I felt like he didn't feel like he fit in. So oh. it's like, do you feel like like do you feel like that look is also? encompassing now in like high
6: fashion absolutely jenny right because i mean the skate you know culture and everything all of that is high fashion i mean when you really talk about high fashion back in the day or even today there's still haute couture Mm -hmm. and haute couture actually means high sewing and you um you have to apply to actually be considered oak couture. So the the houses that are oak couture um, have been approved in France to have that label. We use it quite easily <laughs> in America, but there are only so many that can really say that they are that, and there's only so many people. You're talking about people where it takes... 30 hours of sewing and 150 hours of hand bead work and people are paying that. That is haute couture. Then when you get into high style, when we're talking about that, we're talking about sustainability. You know, we're talking about um, saving the earth and looking good doing it. We don't have to look bad anymore. It's sort of like when you first became a vegetarian and the stuff you ate – I don't know if you know, but I mean, I'm a little bit older, and the stuff we ate was like sawdust, and you're trying, you're like, I believe. And now you go to the store, and there's like, there's almond milk or oat milk. It's all tasting so great. And people are like, oh, I don't know how you eat that very easily because I used to eat sawdust and the clothing is, you know, people go, Oh, you know, it's sustainable clothing. Oh my gosh. You know, like saving the earth's a bad thing. You can be a sexy superhero and wear some fabulous clothing and it can be at every price point, which is what we put in there, um, into the runway. Yeah. You can, you know, it's not, you know, too high of a price. It's not too low, but you know, at every price point you can find some really great looks.
0: I think that's a good point, and I mean Carhartt makes damn good clothing too. So I mean, for yes. the price, I yeah. mean it's going to last you. That's yeah, super that's sustainable.
6: They can come. We'll put them on the runway. Right. But <laughs> I I
0: think that is a good point, and I think it does illustrate how, um, you know, I'm not a big on fashion. I can't say I follow it as much. But what you said does make sense. That you know, fashion probably used to be pretty like regimented, and this is what mm-hmm. you have to do. And those cultural norms are breaking down now. I think, and people are finding their freedom, and they're finding their freedom to express that through fashion, and it's yeah. art. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like they're creating their own art and their own style.
4: Yep. You know, I think it's also important to mention that a lot of the luxury designers in the big houses, they draw a ton of inspiration from the street. They're looking at, you know, what's coming up, um, what the next big thing Dapper is. Dan. Yeah, what the trends are. And you can really see that if you watch the um, Fashion Week shows. It's pretty Evident.
0: Yeah. I mean how is that how trends are established? And I mean I'm totally new to fashion, so is that like what people look for? Is it just somebody that just starts doing something that's and I, somebody, you know, it's like a plague that everybody starts doing it, or how does fashion start?
6: I think people just look for inspiration. Yeah. I mean, definitely if I'm walking down the street during fashion week and I see a, a kid that's wearing these bright neon colors and they think, Oh, that's really great, maybe I'll bring that into my designs next season you know you do see it reflecting the street and you know it's sort of like people saying if the city could see what the country's doing now and you know so you have people like us and events like this we are able to blaze the trail you know podcasts like yours you're able able to start that where other people were a little bit too afraid and maybe you just didn't have that opportunity in the city we have more availability here in Colorado to do the things that you weren't able to do.
1: And I think even Women Grow did that at New York Fashion Week. Give us T shirts and like hoodies yep. and jackets and things like that. And yeah. They were decent price points. Like you could definitely buy a piece or two. Definitely,
2: definitely. I think once what we learned too was that you can it doesn't just have to be something that, like you said, price point and is so luxury. I think with so many people talking about fast fashion and like the, how unsustainable that is to like buy new things every year hopefully people are spending a little bit more for sustainable pa- fabrics made from a company mm-hmm. that they know, like, and trust, and then have that one jacket for just a much longer period of time. Right. Um, and so we found that like we made some really high-quality items at the right price point, and we're able to do that so that people could partake no matter like where you came into the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, well, what can we expect if we went to a high, the high-style event coming up here in March?
6: Do you want to go through it? You, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're no. on a roll.
4: You're no. A roll. <laughs> well, the, the, a lot. We have a ton of programming. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's food and cocktail sampling throughout the evening. You can speak to that a little bit. We have two fabulous fashion shows one um, featuring Pact, along with Simple Shoes and High Society Collection. Are you familiar with Aaron Colvin? oh she has a beautiful jewelry line and the pieces double as smoking accessories so and then we have an amazing musician coming to perform on the runway named wokes we have um our fashion up and coming yeah she's amazing she'll be at all the fashion weeks and then i don't know how we got her but we did we're so (laughs) grateful and then of course we have our show with Kateau. oh
6: wait what's wokes wearing What's oh, Wokes you, you're where? Talking, you're talking about that. So, we called up our friend in New York, Becca, and um, McCharn Tran, and she is the founder of Chromat. And I don't know if you know Chromat clothing, but I'm pretty sure everyone's seen a couple of Beyonce's or Lizzo's um, videos, but she dresses some of the singers and some of the dancers. And um, it's pretty amazing. It's very structural with a lot of boning and things like that. So she is going to dress Wokes for our show as well.
0: That's exciting.
4: And then, of course, Kateau And we have fabulous um, educational programming. We have a panel. And then Jane and Robin Lawrence are doing a cooking demo.
2: Yes. So Robin put together the Cannabis Kitchen cookbook back a few years ago, and I wrote the foreword to the book. And at the time, we did a bunch of these demos, and so now we're back with all the best recipes, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah.
4: and all of the activations are going to be really engaging. It is not um, a B two B event; it's consumer facing. So we're we really want to open up a direct dialogue between our attendees and our partners and sponsors. We want our guests to leave knowing what their options are within this space in relation to fashion, beauty, wellness, Mm -hmm. all of it.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're creating a full experience. Like you were saying earlier, like it's not just a fashion show. You're going to have options like learn how to infuse your Mm -hmm. foods. um, And, you know, like we were talking about like mindfulness and like how to consciously consume. And I think that that all goes together as well as some educational pieces about sustainability and kind of what that consumer looks like. Yeah. So that's very cool. And what about you, Nikki? I know you guys are going to do some fun things at the event, too.
3: Yeah, we're really excited. So we actually have Corey, who is our uh, GM. She is going to be speaking on uh, one of these panels that we were just talking about. Um, but in addition, uh, what we're planning for this event is pretty exciting. We have um, some some small teacups that we are getting um, that we, as you walk into the event, you're going to be handed. It's um, kind of... I forget what the name of it, Double Barrier or whatever. It's the two glass. Yes, Do you guys yes, know what that's yes. called? But anyway, I almost think of like a small espresso cup type. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be your tasting cup for the night. And you walk in and there's going to be a CBD uh, hot mint tea for you to try. Uh, we will also have mm-hmm. that in our booth with our staff uh, to help educate people and help help them understand exactly what it is. Um, but, you know, the, the big thing for this event that we had talked through was not having any sugar. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of people right now are equating with specifically cannabis edibles because, um, you know, gummies are flying off the shelves. People love chocolate. Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day when you're really talking about a product that you're introducing into your wellness practice, whatever that means, if it's, you know, taking something in the morning with CBD in it, or if it means taking um, some THC to help you get to bed at the end of the night, whatever that might be, um, it's really important to have some options for either people who can't have sugar, um, or just trying to trying to live a healthier life because right that's also part of, of wellness. So it's really you know we really like to to meet people where they're at at wellness. You know we have people who were excited because their their goals for the year include walking ten minutes every day. You know and so you know at the end of the day whatever that is for you whatever those steps are we want to help you incorporate cannabis into that routine. Um, so it's really just kind of uh, you know when people walk into the event we want to show them like look how easy it is uh, to consume cannabis. Look how simple it is to to have something that you already may or may not consume. You know, many people wake up and have a hot beverage, whether that's coffee or tea. Um, so that can be part of just your everyday routine without having to do something extra or having to eat extra calories or have extra sugar in your diet.
0: That's exciting. I love. That's what I was going to point out. Is this sounds like everyday people like. Me and you and everybody, you know, like tea's great. Tea's in season right now. And I think everybody would love to consume some CBD in their tea and not have to necessarily light up a joint or take a dab or, you know, find another way to consume cannabis. And I think that's what's exciting about where we're at right now. I mean, we're able to introduce cannabis and fashion as a, as a thing. And then also to introduce, I mean, cannabis and tea. I mean, that's, ex- that's exciting. And, then, you know, outside of what everybody thinks of cannabis, I think really what this event does is help to break a lot of stigmas that have been placed on cannabis over the past, you know, 40, 50, 60 years in the yeah. big scheme.
3: And I think, you know, speaking on what we were talking to before, you know, I think that when when we, they were describing with, you know, the the fashion industry, what we're, they're really trying to bring, you know, fashion into um, every day, and we're trying to bring cannabis into every day, and we're trying to, you know, the high-quality fashion of, you know, understanding what materials are going to last you forever and things like that, understanding the quality of cannabis. So, you know, I think... I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day, and I was introducing them to our gummy supplements. Um, and you know, as uh, as they were cheering, I was like, "Hey, you know, notice how you don't have necessarily that hashy taste at the at the end." Um, and they said, "I, I you know, I, I didn't know that was possible, and I, I never knew to look for that because I didn't. I thought that a hashy taste at the end of a gummy was just a cannabis gummy." Um, and so I think that we're doing the same thing where we're trying to really show people that there is a quality accurate product you know our accuracy is and precision is really the basis of what our company we're a a food company um and but we really want our consumers to know that they can trust our doses Um, so we are very very stringent on testing and we're very we make sure that we can stand behind that dose because we think that's really important we have people who Five milligrams is going to be the perfect amount. Six milligrams is going to be too much. 5.5 milligrams might be too much. Um, And I think that there are certain standards that people are now learning that you can hold cannabis companies to. um, And, you know, very similar to fashion where I want someone to understand the benefits of that. I want someone to understand the benefits of having a high quality, accurate dose uh, for their product.
1: Well, that all sounds super exciting about the event. Uh, How can people join us?
5: Yeah. So if you visit a westwardhighstyle.com, you can check all of the programming out as well as our different ticket levels. We have general admission and VIP. Each are, um, wonderful. VIP does include a meet and greet with Kato Mamalu as well as Wokes. Um, and you get a wonderful VIP gift bag. You get unlimited full pour cocktails all night. Um, and lots of other wonderful things.
4: Seat for the fashion show. A seat for
5: the fashion show, most importantly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so a seat, you get to meet the main designer. Um, so, yeah.
4: And every guest will walk away with a phenomenal gift bag. That alone could be reason to come.
5: <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Awesome.
1: Well, if you're interested in registering, just check out the Westward. Um, they're on your, your um, yeah, website. Yeah,
5: westwardhighstyle.com. You can also go to westward.com. We're always... Um, showing it off and advertising it on our site and our hashtag on social media is www.highstyle. So you can look for it there too.
1: Yes. That's a great way to find you guys. Um, and then use code lit lucid if you'd like to get a little added discount for registration. Um, but yeah, we're super excited. We can hardly wait for the event on the fifth. Um, and then if we have any last closing remarks from Jane and Nikki, we'll wrap up.
2: Yeah. um, Well, right now um, I am conducting an equity crowdfunding campaign. It's the second one I've done. The first one we got uh, 550 investors from 17 countries. And right now we're on track to double the number of investors at least. So this is something that we only get to do for a certain amount of time. So I encourage you to go to republic.co and read about what we're building. Um, It's a great way. I love having my customers actually invested in our company. And so that's what we get to do here.
0: It's exciting. And then Jam Productions—is there a good way, somebody, if somebody wants to reach out to you guys, is there a way they can find you? Oh, yep,
4: just via our website,
3: JamProductionsCo.com.
0: Excellent. And then what about Stillwater? If somebody wants to learn more about Stillwater prior to or Ripple prior to the event?
3: Yeah. We... Um. So on our website, StillwaterBrands.life, uh, we have plenty of information about all of our products, where to find them. Um. And then you can also find us on social at Stillwater.life as well.
0: Exciting times. I learned a ton here. I think I'm gonna learn even more at the event. I think the biggest thing that I took from all this is that uh, sustainability and fashion are totally a thing now. That's something that I had no clue about prior to this, so thank you ladies for introducing me to that. I do say think it's something that I'm gonna try to incorporate, be more mindful about when I'm purchasing more clothes, you know, how long is this gonna last me? Uh, Maybe go after the Carhartt brands that are gonna last a while. (laughs) They're made well, I'm telling you. I've been wearing them my whole life, so vouch for them.
1: All right, ladies, thank you so much for sharing about the event. We're super excited for the fifth.
0: Uh, With that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters.